Kim Gravel. Hey, y'all. Welcome to LOL with Kim Gravel. This is a comedy podcast where we laugh about the messiness of life. And Lord knows I have a lot of mess to laugh about. And we turn that mess into a message of confidence and hope. My mission in life and my purpose is to encourage and lift up women. And this show is about how we can embrace our real selves and laugh about it along the way. Because you know that life throws us some crazy curveballs. So let's live out loud, laugh out loud, and love out loud together. On today's show, we've devoted the whole entire show to answering listener questions. So Zach, do you have any questions for me? I do, Kim. How are you? Of course you do. I always, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. Are you good? No, this is the thing. I am busier than a one-armed paper hanger. Why is it? Let me ask you a question. Okay. All right. America, oh, turning this. People. Okay, I like it. Let uh-huh. me let me ask you a question, people and Zach. Uh-huh. Why is it that women can do five thousand things at one time and men can do half a one? Okay. Um, I'm gonna plead. And would fifth. you agree with that statement? I'm just. I'm not gonna disagree with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good choice. Good choice. No, why would why would you not disagree with like you're no I do to me, think you're I do the think there here. is something to be said for I do think oh women tend to be multitaskers like you're mm-hmm. just like you're you're on it you're all over it like you got it covered and men are like we get into our one task and <laughs> we're gonna and damn it that you know shed is gonna get cleaned or whatever it's right but. Yeah, I don't know. I'm guilty of that. I'm totally guilty of that. Well, no, this is a true story. Let me tell you about a true story that just happened to me. Before we get into your question. Okay. okay. True story just happened. So yesterday, you know, my kids both play tennis, very competitive tennis. They're going to stay. Like, that's how we say, that's how we say it in the South. You know, like, everything is so competitive. I mean, you uh-huh. can have a three-year-old playing a soccer match and people go nuts here in the South. I mean, I don't know if it's everywhere, so y'all have to reach out and tell me. Uh-huh. But, um... So our our high school tennis team, which my son is on, and he's doing quite well, they're going to state. Okay, that's how they say it around here. So mm-hmm. we've been practicing. <laughs> Let's do that again. Hold on. We're going to state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm anyway, channeling my inner 14-year-old boy. That's it. Oh, that's all boys do. That's a whole other show. We should have a whole other show where they Just have, the sounds of boys? This is, this, is, this is the sound of my son. Hey. Mm-hmm. Bussin, cat. That's so cat. And then I thought, okay, well, my son is clearly non-communicative. You know, he cannot communicate. Oh man. And his mother is a. You know, I, I'm going to call myself a pretty good communicator. Yeah. So I would say I go so. To Orlando for this swimsuit issue. Not yes. swimsuit issue. Let's not get crazy, people. Hey, girl. <laughs> swimsuit issue. <laughs> we're doing a swimsuit photo shoot for a launch that we we're got. Miss Joe's the centerfold. And- uh, as she should be. Uh-huh. Okay. She got uh-huh. some tig old bitties. I mean, she is fucking <laughs> it. So I, there's this family, clearly it's spring break, and they're staying beside us. And they have like three preteen teenagers, you know, anywhere from like 12 to 16. Sure. And the whole trip. Oh, hey, yeah, work it. All right, buddy. Bussin'. The whole. They don't even say anything. So this is a language. This is a. a, a adolescent language of men that I don't know, young men that I don't know. But anyway, what was the question? What were we talking about? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> like, where am I? Who, who see, am I anymore, you're not anymore, a multitasker. Like, we, you're not no, a multitasker. See how you are? See how men are? They're not a multitaskers. I started be- thinking about this, and now I have no idea what's going on. No, we have, we're actually, <laughs> so here's the thing, Kim. 
We are devoting the entire episode to just one question today. Yeah, but one we didn't answer the one I asked you. Question. Should we ask answer that one first? Uh, well, no. what's the what's the one you asked? No, we did Remember, answer the one you asked. Can men be multitaskers? Can men be multitaskers? What they can, sure. I'm sure there is a man out there who is a mm-hmm. multitasker, and you know, God bless him. Woo! Okay, that's Cap. All right. <laughs> you know what Cap means? No. That means a lie. I think cat means that's that's cat. Cat or cap? Cap. C-A-P. That's cap. That's a lie? Uh, I think it's because it's a lie. Look it up just to make sure. Oh, my gosh. What does mm-hmm. cat mean? That. Okay, I'm Googling mm-hmm. it right now. This is what's up. Um, what so, anyway, you keep going because I'm, I'm trying to take over and I don't want to because this is a special edition. This is a special edition. Uh, so, <laughs> a soft, stink. flat hat. Typically with a visor. That's what a cap is. So it's not put slang. No, it means a lie. It means a lie. You're right. You're right. No cap. No cap. Are you questioning my teenage slang definitions? Well, Kim, I would never question your teenage slang definitions. Dude, I am. I'm life three sixty on my (laughs) almost fifteen year old's phone. He's fourteen. I'm looking at. I'm looking at the history. I mean, seriously. Yeah, you have to. I'm answering his Snapchat for him. I'm snapping back. I'm snapping back. I can't believe oh, you're snapping psycho. back. And my son says, I was, I was supposed to be, it's supposed to be privacy. So you ain't got no privacy. You ain't got no freaking privacy. You what got are privacy. you snapping back? Are you, what? Can you I give me that. an example of this, Kim? <laughs> That's another show. We're getting too deep. No, I'm going to tell you full disclosure. This is why I'm good with teens. This is why I'm good with teens. Okay. I will stalk you like a dog in heat. Okay? You ain't not getting nothing on me. And he said, I want my privacy. I'm like, you will get your privacy when you can pay the bills. <laughs> yep. Okay. Kim, I'm like terrified right now. <laughs> <What? Just> saying, <laughs> I feel like, like you were looking right into the camera and saying that. And I was no, 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 like, no. you oh got the wrong one, okay. dude. Okay. My kids had the wrong one. So anyway, I was going to go back to a story. I was sitting talking in the parking lot. So we go to the tennis match. I couldn't go. I had to work. They have one every day. So don't think I'm a crappy parent. Yeah. Travis is coaching the middle school, which is my youngest son, and my yeah. high schooler who's going to stay. He stay. got back and I had to go pick him up. Woof, woof. We had to go pick him up at the school, right? So I pull in and there's this family I absolutely like. I want to be their best friends. And cl- hear me clearly. Like it takes a lot for me to get up and go. Yep. Okay. With friendships. You know, yeah. I've got a lot of people I love and I'm, I'm in, in connection with, but these two, this couple and their kids, I just adore them. Like, they're so, Travis and I, oh, my God. Because I'm like, she's such a strong woman going, look, we ain't doing that. Life 360 on your butt. Uh-uh. She's that kind of mom, too. I love that. Well, I when you find mother. when you find a couple that you, like, jive with and they have kids, your kid's age, like, that's, like, gold. That's gold. You can't. Well, look. It's you so look hard to make you, friends later yes. in life. We look at them and I'm like, oh, my God, y'all are going through the same hell on earth we are. Like, is there something comforting knowing we're all in this together? We are. Going to stay. <laughs> See, I just changed subjects on you picked up. Good Boom. for you, Zach. There you go. Good for you. All right. Okay. Can I ask you a question, actually? Yeah, I would love your opinion on this. We, I was just talking to uh, my wife about this last night. We got an invitation to go to Natalie, who's four, almost five, in pre-kindergarten, okay. to go to her first school dance. What? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, so it's... No, it's that's too young for That's what I said. Well, Do they just call gonna, it a dance or is it a gathering? I think it's just like a dance. I think they call it a dance party. Oh, dance party's different. 
dance party's different than just a dance. But it's at the school, so it's like you're going to the school to, I mean, sure. Okay, it's different. You're right. Dance but party it's... is fun. All the girls get together and dance and all that. A dance where you're asking the date and all that. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. They're not okay, doing that. Well, and then, like parents okay. have to go. So like, you know, all the it's it's the elementary school. So it's like the oldest kid there is whatever, like still in fourth grade or fifth grade or whatever. And we're it's just still like, young. Yeah, still young. I was That's just kind of like, I don't know if I want Natalie. Like, I want Natalie to do that, obviously, but not when she's four. I don't know. That's what young. Do you think? That's young, I'd right? Wa- yeah. I'd wait till she's going to stay. <laughs> I didn't, like, dream about this. <laughs> I'm watching. I wish people could see. I wish people could see because your face is like, what? What's going on? <laughs> Oof. There's nothing more than I love to do than encourage people and laugh. I swear, laughter does good for the body, for the soul. It's like medicine. Uh-huh. Oh, it is. It really is. Okay. <laughs> she, she better wait till she goes to state. <laughs> you went. When she goes to state, I'm going to be the one on the bus yelling, go to start. You will. Like, I'm going to You'll channel be a psycho. that. I'm going to Rebecca be a psycho. You'll be a psychotic person. Oh, like, my gosh. My husband coaches middle school tennis. Uh-huh. And, you know, let's be real. It is what it is, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, you're, it's like not if the Wimbledon, kids can hit the ball not, over the net, that's a win. Honey, like, that is a it. miracle of God. Right? So, But he loves it. He loves to pour into these kids, and he's such a good, he's so I patient bet. and so kind. He's nothing like me. He's amazing. I would be crazy out there. These parents go butt nutters. And you know I had to deal with parents okay. like that on Kim Queens. I mean, we had to, I mean, it was, it's hard. It's not the kids. The kids are magical. I can't believe you just brought up Kim of Queens. That is such what? good because we're talking about Kim of Queens today. Let me let's ask the question. Oh Can God, we actually get to the episode oh, now? Okay. Can we get so to the episode God. now, Kim? Yeah, okay, I'm gonna hush. Go to stay. Okay. Okay. Just checking. You're just like it's a test now. Just checking. Is it are you there? Are you there? I'm I'm here. Hello. Okay. Dear Kim, I'm here. I love it. So this question actually was a call-in question. So thank oh, wow. you for calling in. Let's listen to the question. Uh, I'm gonna play the audio right now. Okay. Hi, Kim. Oh my gosh, Miss Gravel. My name is Gisha, and I am such a huge fan of what you do and how you inspire women and girls all over the world. I was first introduced to you by your amazing show, Kim of Queens, um, as I was an El Paso and Texas um, pageant girl, but it was never any glitz or glam. It was more like natural pageants based off of talent um, and I mean, I have so many dreams of meeting you one day. And, like, if you're still a pageant coach, you being my pageant coach. Um, But if you could just give us or give your podcast listeners inspiration for how to start your entertainment slash, um, like, your TV career and how Kim McQueen's even came to be and how, like, the producer came to find you. Um, mm. And how that show became what it became. And if anything, if you could just, I don't know, find a way somehow for me to interview you, I would love to have um, a chance to put you as our keynote speaker for an event that I'm hosting okay. or anything like that. Or even if you could just say hello to me. Um, <laughs> you are so amazing. Thank you so much. I can't wait to hopefully hear from you. Oh my gosh, Disha, that is so amazing. Hello to you, and we must connect. What an amazing message. And 
So glad that you loved Kim of Queens. Zach, that's a good question. I mean, she's thorough. She got the message of the show. She totally got the message of the show, Kim. And for listeners that don't know, I also worked on Kim of Queens. Yes, I was getting ready to say that. And do you remember it was that, such, Zach? It was such a great experience. I started actually at the end of season one, right? I think I started when we were doing some additional shooting for season one, and then I did season two. So I don't even know the story, Kim, of how Kim of Queen started, yeah. how you sort of made it happen. You've told me a little bit, but I think I would love, and I think the listeners would really love to know, like, how did you do it? Like, can you tell us the story? Start from the beginning. Like, when did you start wanting to do a TV show like that? Well, you know, I mean, this is this is how it all went down. I was traveling with a singing group, and we were traveling singing at different community uh, events, women's events, uh, for, for you know, in, in faith-based venues, everywhere, really empowering women. And I thought, how can I take this to a national level? Like, because it was so well-received. I was in my late 30s, okay? And so when all that was going on, it was a very... Amazing time to see how many women at that point even needed encouragement and uplifting and laughter. So I was traveling with that group, and I thought, how can I take this to the, this message of hope and inspiration and women power uh, to the next level? And so I said, you know, that was when re- reality TV was in its heyday. I mean, it still is, but remember when everything, everybody, I mean, you could bake a cake, you could, you know, torque an engine. Every show. show was a reality yeah. show back then. That it was, it was a incredible and kind of crazy time. And that's it was fun. It that's was why I started reality fun. TV. That was like where it was at. Like that was that was it. Well, that's what they were making. Beca- yeah, and it became such a phenomenon. I think it's because people could identify with these characters that were on the TV because they were real people. They were not acting. But I, um, I remember, you know, Dance Moms was the hottest show at that time for young people. And, you know, we have a we had a pageant training. It was a business, but it was more of a passion project than it was a money-making project. Yeah. And so I thought, you know what? Seeing middle-aged women travel the country singing might not be an exciting TV show, but the pageant aspect was something that I thought with these young girls and what we were doing and seeing in these young girls develop, that would probably be more of a, you know, because, you know, I have my hands in a lot of different pots at all times. We thought that would be a, a, a more compelling Pitch. Totally. So um, we got in our basement. Well, we got in my basement and I did a little video and I sent it out. Wait, so who's we? Who's the we? Well, it was first it was me and I just did this little thing. And then um, a producer called me right away. Several producers actually. But So one how really, did you even know where to send it? Like you just sent it? I just it. sent it to rando people. I Googled producers. That's incredible. I think I, I, I think I Googled clean producers. Maybe didn't want no dirty videos. Okay. Was, yeah. You don't want to know, like looking for if yeah, you if you Google like video producer in Los yeah. Angeles, you're you're gonna come back that with some be a little scary. sketchy yeah. stuff. Yeah, you're gonna come yeah. back with some sketchy stuff. No cap. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so so I had to I had to, you know but you know what? You have to take the first step. I, that's I'm gonna do a sidebar here and encourage people like say, Well, I don't know what to do. Do something. Yep. <laughs> you gotta start somewhere. Okay. Things are just gonna fall up. You gotta take a first step. So that was my first step. And the, one of the producers I really liked because he was very young. His name was Oliver. I'm not going to give his last name because he'll kill me. Because I remember Oliver. Yeah. Okay. He was so young. I don't even think he was 20 years old. He was really young. He was he was sort of was like, like this wonderkind at the company where I was working. Right. But the thing I loved about Oliver, as opposed to the other producers, is he was passionate. 
Yeah. And I always pride myself in working with people who are passionate about what they do. Because Mm -hmm. you can't be successful alone. You have to surround yourself with people who are passionate and work for themselves. Not for you, but Oliver worked for himself, meaning he wanted to be successful and have a hit show himself. So um, long story short, we got with Oliver. And Oliver said, look, we need a cast of characters. We have our girls. We have our moms. You know, those were my natural clients, some of them. Some of them were casted. Some of them them were my natural people I've known forever, like Deb and Hannah. I've known them forever. Yeah. Um, Angie, I knew her. I knew there was several people. Addison, I met by training her one day down there. Oh, that's cool. I was training her. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. One day, fell in love with her immediately, did a little video, sent it in. But they wanted the, the actual pageant place. I didn't, my mom's always helped me. My sister's always judged and helped me. But they were like, they said, okay, we'll put them, let's put you three on tape. So yeah. we sat in my mom's, and dude, our family is crazy. There's more <laughs> confidence in those two women that, I mean, I wish I had, they call it confidence. Sometimes I call it delusion. But whatever the case, they believe in themselves. They believe in them some them. And um, we got the, we got the gig. We got the show. Wait, but and, take a step back for a second. So what did you actually mm-hmm. put on tape? Because like what, you know, if, so if Disha a... wants to send in like a casting tape and she okay. wants to try to find sketchy producers in L.A. or whatever to send it to or not don't sketchy. Do that. Don't do that, Disha. Don't do that, Disha. Um, but like so for your first your first tape, like what, you know, what did you say? What did you just you just talked? Did you perform? Yeah. Did what did you I do? Just talk, I just started talking, you know, because, of course, we're never at a loss for words. So we just started talking about what we do and how we train the girls and, you know, and all that was great information. But what they loved was the interaction, the disagreements, the, um, the you know, my sister's crazy. She was drinking a glass of wine. She was going crazy. None of that was pre-stage. Yeah. We were just ourselves. Yeah. You know, we were just ourselves. And that's enough. And that's okay? its own skill, too. Like, that's just yeah. worth saying that that's yes. right there. The ability to actually turn on a camera and not freeze up or start being weird and or like try that's to be what you think somebody that's needs to something hear. that not everyone can do like right off the bat. Well, you can, but you choose not you to because you're performing. So right, you know, and 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 we are larger than life characters, so you know that came natural to us. Sure, but it was our dynamic, you know. And look, at the end, good TV and good entertainment really comes from authentic, vulnerable relationships and being mm-hmm. that way as a person. Mm-hmm. So it's that's why these family shows are so big because it's real. You know, yeah. I have to deal with my kooky real sister. She's crazy. And and that was the struggle when we were taping the show. It's like, y'all just put the real stuff on there. It's it's like, you can't make this crap up. <laughs> yep. I mean, you can't make the crap up. You just can't. So if you want to start out in the business, just tape, put yourself on tape. Yeah. And a lot of people are very connected to the visual aspect of it, how it looks, how you look, all that. That's really not what makes a show great. Yeah. Because God knows our production value was not good. God knows our storylines were not good. Well, and that's all the stuff like as a producer, like that's the kind of stuff we look at and we're like, I don't, I'm not even going to look at that because that doesn't matter. We'll bring in a production designer. We'll bring in a production team. We'll bring in a cinematographer. Like these, these are the people that make it look good. Like that's their job. I mean, the way people are consuming content on TikTok and Instagram reels and, and even on YouTube and things like that, the production value, don't worry about how do I start if I don't have any money. Just start. Just yeah. sit down and put yourself on tape. Yeah. And talk about things you know. 
Talk about things that you've experienced. Talk about your hardships. Talk about your funnies. Talk about your, you know, your, your, your craziness of your life. Don't sit there and try to be something that you're not. Yeah. We live in a world full of people that are clearly experts, but have no experience in that field. It's ridiculous. It's the blind leading the blind, y'all. No, talk about what you know. And if you don't know anything, talk about how you don't know anything and want to. People will give you advice. Right. You got you to put yourself out there. Um, but with Kim of Queens, I really think it connected and still is so relevant. It shocks me, Zach. After all these years, people are still watching it. I get people telling me every day. I've seen it, too. I've seen so much just from working with you and seeing, you know, folks who are interacting with you. People still watch it. Like people, someone tagged you like yesterday on TikTok with like a really funny clip from Kim of Queens that she was watching. But you know why? You know why? Because it was big. The message was big. And universal. The message was universal. The message was something that you can listen to 15 years from now and it still be valid. Yeah. Because everyone is hungry for this. Where do I fit? What is, why am I here? And what can I do to make a difference? And the thing is, every single person within an earshot listening to this and more, you have that in you. You have it in you. Yeah. It's there. And I think that's what our show did in a very intimate, small way. We took that backdrop of a pageant and we poured into those girls. But it could have been the backdrop of a football team. It could have been the backdrop of an arts gallery. It could have been the backdrop of a church. It could have been the backdrop of a, you know, um, basketball, whatever. That message rings true to everyone, which is you matter, you're special, you're important. What you feel is is legitimate and valid. I'm validating that and you have a purpose. People want, need, and are desperate for that message. I had to fight like, you know what, to get it out there the right way. Well, let's talk about that. Let's let's okay. talk about that. So where we left off sort of in your story, and I really want to hear the whole story. So you you got Oliver on board, you yeah. put your whole family on tape. The tape oh, was God. like the tape was great. Then what happened? Well, then we got the show. We got a, a first I think we got twelve episodes the first season. It yeah. was twelve one hour episodes. With Lifetime, and right? With Lifetime, who I love. I love Lifetime. Very good to me. Um, and did you have to fly out to LA to meet the lifetime oh, yeah. folks? Did we you have to, to, you had to do to all that? We had, yeah, so we had to do all of that, all of the fun, glitzy, glamour stuff. That's that. Honestly, I learned from that experience that I don't really care for all that. Right. Well, what's the I glitzy, don't. glamour stuff like? Did you go to parties? Were you like, oh, here's you know, well, we Bob Saget's ranch, or like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we didn't go to Bob Saget's ranch. May he rest in peace. Um, we went to, um, you know, we just went to meetings with Lifetime and photo shoots and, you know, preparing okay. for the whole experience. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 what you think is glamorous, it, it, it was fun. It was fun the first time. But please understand that people think being in Hollywood and being on TV is easy. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of physicality. It's a lot of physical right. work. Um, but I think the most... My biggest takeaway from that experience was not meeting celebrities. I made some great friends through that. A lot of people that I met that are still dear friends today that are still in that business. I love them dearly. Like Mm -hmm. you, Zach, like Lance, Steve Harvey. You know, a lot of my friends, you know, a lot of my friends I've met. Is that how you met Steve? Through that? That's how I met Steve. 
Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, they were promoting the show, and Steve had me on to promote Kim of oh, Queens. Oh, cool. And it was a seven-minute interview, and it's been a relationship that I'll never forget. But he's he, he's just such a great person. And he saw the talent in me and said, you know what, I'm going to have her on. And I was back and back and back and back. That's how you, that's what I'm talking about, Deshaun. You have to put yourself out there. Like, I was going to Steve Harvey for a little seven-minute interview to promote Kim of Queens, which I got Kim of Queens from doing a little video in my basement and just randomly cold sending it out to people. Okay? How long did that process take? So from when you shot the video um, in your basement to actually oh, like... about a two year. It was two years, year and a half, two years. So that's a long time. Like, you, you know, that that feels like... That would feel like a really long time, I think, especially now where things feel like they move so quick and, oh, they this don't. person blew up on Instagram and now they they're blah, 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 like, you know, but, 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 it nothing feels fast. Quick. Yeah. yeah nothing, nothing of value moves quick, right? No. It, 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 in, and when you're in it, it's even slower. It's like slow-mo move it. So right. I get, I get where everybody's saying, but you can't quit. You can't quit. You always have to stay the course. Um, I was telling a young athlete the other day, that was, and I'm not an athletic person at all, but I know the mental game of competition, and I know who to compete with and how to compete. And I've learned that over the years. I mean, that's a whole other podcast. Um, because believe it or not, you're not competing with other people. You're competing with yourself and your own mental prowess. LOL, Kim Grabell. LOL, Kim Grabell, yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you overworked, underpaid, exhausted, but love your kids so much and want to be the best mama for them? How about the best version of you? You deserve that. I'm Gianna Demedio simon And I'm Casey McDonnell-Hosmer, and we're moms who absolutely love our new roles in life. But man, were we not prepared for some of the fine print in the job description. We want a connection with our children and our partner that doesn't come at the cost of the relationships with our own selves. We're helping you mother up every Monday on your favorite podcast player. Also, check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash at mother up pot. What I learned through Kim of Queens was how to navigate manifesting what I want. And what is so funny is I was doing it all along, but I didn't know it. So when I decided I wanted a reality TV show, I ate, slept, breathed, focused. And I, keep in mind, I had two young children. I was a stay-at-home mom yeah. at that time. Mm -hmm. um, just doing a little pageant training on the side. So I had all, I put my whole heart and soul in it. And that's what you have to do to do anything well in life. You have to have the desire. You don't even have to have the talent, Zach. We give talent too much credit. <laughs> For the record, you do have the talent, but I agree I, with you on that. I'm going to see that. Actually there's, you... there's, been, there's been years of development of this talent. I want to I say this. Tom yeah. Brady is more disciplined and passionate than he is talented. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There, there is something to be learned through that, and so am I. 
My talent, which seems like it just comes natural and blah, 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 was a little mustard seed when I started. I could just say a few things. Now it's blossomed into this seasoned, mature, you know, communications powerhouse. And I can say that because it's true. But it didn't start that way. Can I ask you, like, how did you feel like you deserve to have a show like i feel like so many people deep down wouldn't feel like you'd be like oh well they're those people on tv aren't like me or they have this and that like how did you feel like you yeah deserved it i don't think you deserve a tv show i mean everybody is well i don't mean like oh yeah that's not it's not about yeah being um entitled to it it's about no i'm just saying like nobody's all that to have a tv show Mm -hmm. i think the message behind the show was what needed the platform for me. Because mm. our show was a little bit different. It was about the characters, but I think the main star was that message. That's why it's still around today. Because if it's just about a person, that we get older, we're not here anymore, blah, 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 fill in the blank. The message was the star of that show. And I'm not saying that everybody needs this deep, grounded, spiritual message, but I will say it has to mean something. It can't be vapid ignorance nonsense and be right. successful. It has to have it has to have a foundation of something. I, you're totally right about that. I, so, did you feel like did you sort of feel like an imposter though? Like when you the first time you sort of yes. flew out to L.A. and you yes. were meeting all these like big wigs and Hollywood yes. and all this stuff, like. Were you like how did like, you how did kinda... I get here? What in the world? Yeah, and then I quickly learned that. You know, y'all, we're all the same, just in different ways. You know, that was a, that was a, Kim of Queens was such a great learning experience about human behavior and how to navigate negotiations, how to navigate different type of personality types, how to navigate coming under authority, how to navigate, you know, uh, charging forth in your authority. I mean, there was so many things I learned from that. And I know that sounds really deep for a reality TV show. But it did what it was supposed to do, which was what I wanted it to do, have a message and enlarge my platform, have a message and enlarge my platform. So every, like this podcast, it has a message and I'm enlarging my platform. The book I'm getting ready to come out with, it's a message and and I'm enlarging my platform. So I'm very focused. And I would tell Deshaw that, like, don't, I do so many different things, but the message is not schizo. Yeah. Yeah. The message is always to encourage and uplift people. That's period. That's it. That's what I'm put on this earth to do in a very earnest way. And I think if you do that in a very earnest, anything that you do and you do it earnestly and you do it with passion, people will connect with because we all want that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here watching the folding freaking lady. Amy's got me addicted to this lady who just folds clothes. And I'm ex- obsessed. I'm just watching. I'm like, why am I watching someone fold clothes? You don't even see her face. You see her hands and folding clothes because she's so excellent and passionate about it. We connect to what's authentic and what we're and, and what's passion. That's so, that, that, the, the folding clothes thing is wild The folding to me. lady is amazeballs. That's so funny. We need to get her on the podcast. I'm telling you. All right. She's British, um, so she sounds smart too. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. No, you, but, but, Again, I'm like, how did you start doing the folding? Deshaw, right. like, how did, how did the folding lady start? Right. You know, it's, it's not this magical journey. It's a quest, which is quite different yeah. than a journey. Ooh, okay. You got the show. The yeah. show started. You talked about having to fight like heck 
Yeah. Tell me, like, tell me about the process. Like, what was it like? So when did you start filming? Well, was there a lot, a lot of, of conversations we about just... the show beforehand? How did that work? Yeah, well, not really. I mean, you wing it. You know, everybody's winging it. <laughs> um, but a lot of people stereotyped us, my mom, my sister and I, as being this, you know, kind of, and don't take this personal, y'all. It's just, it is what it is. I don't get offended. People think, you know, these Southern women were dumb and don't have a lot, we're, you know, don't have, don't have a lot of sense or a lot of intelligence. Sure. Um, but. Honestly, they didn't know how to deal with us because we were not what they expected. So, I will tell you this. Okay. <laughs> this is probably to overshare. But they were everything I expected. Okay. And I played it like a fiddle. I knew exactly every step to take. I knew what fight to fight. I knew when they turned on the camera, they can't control what I say. So, right. everything about what I was doing was to get me to that next level. So you're like, yeah, way. okay, yeah, I'll do it that way. Uh-huh, that's great advice, that's great advice. They turn on the camera and you're doing it your way. And it was the best way because it's still around and people still watching it. If they would have right. let me really put the real stuff on camera, I think Kim of Queens would still be running right now. So you think, so the producers sort of like censored you in that way? Like how does that, how did that censored. work? I don't think they censored. I don't think I think they know what they know. They mm-hmm. knew what they knew to do, and they couldn't go beyond it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they right. knew what reality TV was. Let's put the drama, let's put the trash, let's put... And it was just... I was like, but that's not drama. The drama is what you're not showing. It was real drama. Right, the drama's you on the that. inside in so many right. ways. Like, it's so like... show it, seeing, yeah. Yeah, it's like seeing these young women come into their own, but then also... That's struggle. Coming with, into your own is very hard to do. Because that's so, so painful. They, like you were it's very yeah. painful. Mm-hmm. It's very painful. It's 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 a push. It's like birthing. You have to push labor pains. And they didn't show any of that. Yeah. They wanted to show just peddly, oh my gosh, she stole my lipstick kind of drama. The drama was really happening as these women, as these young girls were becoming women and learning, oh crap, this is tough. This is hard. You know, that's the real drama. Right. And it's so easy to get sort of hooked into the like, you know, when you're starting to put together a TV show, um, you need to think about like, how do we, you know, how do we have five acts and how do we get people to come back after the commercial break? And how do we, what's the dramatic moment and what's this arc? And you try to put so much onto it that you, by the time you're done doing all that, it, you know, your reality show, quote unquote, is so unreal. It is. I'm going to give you like, like we had a mom that showed up drunk and passed out on the floor and her daughter was in the show. They should have shown that. And how that little girl had to take, had a, she was embarrassed. She was hurt. She didn't know how to be. She, she had to push through that. Mm. And I won't tell you who, what little girl that was, but she's still strong out there doing her thing. Um, we had one girl and her mom, they were homeless. They were living in their car. Yeah. Like all of that is what people really would have connected with and how they overcome that with help. You know, because I think my mom and sister and I were there to really be his servants. But also, my sister grew. My sister was going through a divorce during that show. So many moms and I mean, there was so much going on behind the scenes of all that that was real drama that if they had to put that on, that would have really touched people even more because that's what people are really going through. It's hard to treat that. I mean, I I know. It's hard. It's hard. And I think that TV now is actually getting a lot more sophisticated in that way in in terms of stories that we're willing to tell and stories that we're willing to focus on. Well, that's why they don't have the ratings anymore. Yeah. People, people, people are not buying, they're not buying what they're selling. 
They don't yeah. want to see the fake crap. People want to see the real stuff. People are not watching TV. They're watching TikTok. They're watching yeah. YouTube. They're watching. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I will tell you, if you've got a dream and you've got a vision, that's important too. Start. Put yourself on camera. Look in the mirror. Practice. You know, be the best you you can be. But more importantly, be real. Be a thousand percent Deshaw and no one else. Don't fake it. People can smell a fake a mile away. Be you. Because I promise you, you are absolutely the most beautiful, amazing, intelligent young woman. You've got to believe it and the whole world will too. That's right on. Right on. That's beautiful. There you go. Okay, Kim, thank you for answering Disha's question. Everyone, mm. if you want to send in a question for Kim to answer on the show, just call, leave us a voicemail. The number is 404-913-6460. Or you can email your question to lolwithkimgravel at gmail.com. We'll only use your first name, so we'll keep it anonymous. And after we get back, I'm going to do some rapid-fire questions where I ask Kim for her answers. Uh-oh. We're back. We're back. Hey, Kim. Hey. Are you ready to answer some rapid-fire questions? Okay. You always scare me with your little aliens ask questions and all that, but yeah, go ahead. I basically interviewed you this show, so I'm flipping the script on you. All right, flip the script. Let's see if you all right. flip me up. That didn't sound good. That was inappropriate. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Kim. Yeah. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Flying. How come? You want me to tell you why? Yeah. So I recently rode the Avatar ride in Animal Kingdom at Disney. I'm addicted to flying. Like That's cool. I, I would have never said that before riding that ride. Like, I mean, I was like, well, I mean, there is something like supernatural, amazing feeling with flying. Y'all have got to go ride that ride. It will change the way you look at Like, I was rocking and rolling on that thing. <laughs> if I could fly, shoot. Okay. What are some red flags that you watch out for in your daily life? Procrastination. Okay. I always know if I'm procrastinating, putting something off, it's very important. I should do it immediately. For me, I feel like if I'm procrastinating something, sometimes I'm like, this isn't that important. I should... Like, it's very important. If you're procrastinating oh. doing it, it's the most important thing you should do. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. What do you Okay, well, now I'm just like, I need a second. I need to process Okay, that. okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing me back from that. What movie could you watch over and over without getting tired of it? Pride and Prejudice. And now uh -huh. it's season one of Bridgerton. Oh. But Pride and Prejudice, I could watch a million times. Never get tired of it. Yeah, that's a really good movie. You know another one? That's why you ask it. Um, something's got to give. And I can also watch, um, I've probably watched 15 million times, Devil Wears Prada. When I'm like can't sleep and I just need to go to, those are those are the three. Pride and Prejudice and Something's Got to Give and Devil Wears Prada. Those are my top three movies. Like if okay. I can't sleep or I just need to go to. And I love it because they're all like, it's like upper crust. You know, like she's, and something's got to give. She's got a house in the Hamptons. And then Pride and Prejudice is this society. And the Devil Wears Prada. Come on. The soundtrack alone is worth watching a movie for. I love those three. Did you ever watch Downton Abbey? 
Oh, please. Brother, please. Yes, honey. I love Downton Abbey. <laughs> Are you watching the new one? The, uh, the New the York movie one? When it come, it's, I don't think it comes out till May, but yeah. No, but what about, doesn't he has a new show about the like New York upper crust? I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's not hooty it enough. Mm-mm. Right. I totally it's agree too with Americanized. You. It is too Americanized. It's not like it doesn't feel as it doesn't it feel it. something. Yeah. No, I totally I totally agree with you. Okay. Who is your celebrity crush? Oh my god. Rob Pattison for a long time, because I'm so Twilight obsessed. I'm I'm really a preteen kind of teenage wrapped in an old lady body. Um, I didn't know you were Twilight obsessed. Oh my I'm a Twihard. Okay. <laughs> Twihard. Travis said, girl, you got to watch this movie. He said, you, but this is your kind of movie. Okay. And it was rainy. It was after church. So I was watching. I was like, I talked to him. I was like, oh my God, I'm dying. This movie is everything. You know, so then I read oh all gosh. the books. And, yeah. That is so funny. I found my QVC manufacturer and knew she was the one to make my clothing because she, she, she is a twi- Twilight freak. And she sent me a standee of Edward. You have a standee of Edward? That's the level that you're at? Oh, my God. At my office. Okay. And, like, I knew I was like, that's it. That's it. God was telling me that's her right there. Can you do, like, a selfie with your Edward standee? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Let's do it. Okay. I love Edward. I love that. So hot. So it was Edward. I don't know where I'm at now. I don't know where I'm at with it now. But let's stick with Edward because he just did Batman. He was fantastic in Batman. So we're going to stick with Edward. I mean, uh, Rob Pattison. Okay. So so your team, your team. Vampire? Uh, is that? I'm Team Edward. Team Edward. All the right. way. Okay. Okay. So this is going to be the last question, Kim. Uh-oh. Um, you always like to ask people what their favorite junk food is. And I kind of know that your favorite junk food is like every junk food. <laughs> yeah, but I've got, I've got, the, I go through seasons. Okay. So what season are you in right now? Let's, let's, let's break it okay. down. The um, Laughing Cow Cheese Squares. The che- cheese oh. triangles. Okay. And they have these Ritz sour cream and onion crackers. Are those good? Oh, my God, dude. I love sour cream and onion chips. I don't even, I could sit and eat a whole bag of those and a whole big round of those eight. <laughs> Jesus, I don't. So don't judge me, but I could. I could eat a whole oh, bag you of know sour another cream and onion one? chips. Oh, okay. just another yeah. one, too. I'm in the chip and dip thing right now. I've, okay. I've, I'm trying to like a Ruffles dip, you know, Ruffles potato chips, the just standard Ruffles. Mm-hmm. But... I used to love Dean's French onion dip, but hell of a dip. Have you ever heard of that? No. It's in a red container. Yeah. It's called hell of a dip. Their French onion is stupid. Okay. So good. And there you go. That's it. Oh, one more. And zingers. Do y'all know the little zingers? They're like, those cakes. That's my go-to. And one more, and that's it. Zingers are the little, like, hostess cupcakes have the icing on it and the cream filling. Those are my go-to. <laughs> and also, like, when I'm traveling, I'm just giving you travel travel yep, snacks. Yep, okay. I'll get a pack of salted peanuts and a Coca-Cola or an RC Cola, and I'll pull it, pour the peanuts in the cola. That's my go-to, like, convenient wait, mark traveling. Wait, what? Hold on. You'll put... The, what? Coca-Cola. A Coca-Cola, like a yeah. bottle of Coca-Cola. I'm, and then you pour the salted peanuts in the Coke. In the Coke. And then you yeah. drink the Coke and eat the peanuts? That's correct. So good. Because it makes the Coke salty yes. and it makes the peanuts gross? Like what? <laughs> it makes them, you know, it, it just makes them kind of soggy. They're good. <laughs> okay. And there you go. That's the, that's the life hack from Kim right there. I'm going to try that. I love Coca-Cola. I love Coca-Cola peanuts. Have you ever had boiled peanuts? Yeah, I've had boiled peanuts. I need to give y'all my boiled peanuts 
recipe. We need to post that. Okay. So good. How do, what, what is it? Raw peanuts, and you boil them and salt them, and you cook them, like, to death, you know. And then they're, they're like— so good. They're my like, son could sit—my son loves boiled peanuts. We call it the caviar of the South. You know, when I lived in India, we went to a, like, a peanut festival where all the peanut farmers mm, had their peanuts. Yum. And they all had stuff like that. They had boiled peanuts, and they had, you know, they had this and that. It was amazing. Oh, I love yeah. a good boiled peanut. Yep. And there's art to making that, c- c- yep. cooking that. That's so cool. All right. Well, Kim, thank you for letting me flip the script on you this week (laughs) and telling us all about uh, Kim O'Queen's and answering Tisha's question. Yeah. Good times. So many great people helped to make this show possible. LOL is produced and edited by Zach Miller at Uncommon Audio. Our associate producer is Kathleen Grant at Brunette Exec. Production help from Emily Breeden. Our cover art is designed by Sarah Noto, and Tacapella performs our theme music. Head to lolkim.com to sign up for our mailing list. And thanks for listening, y'all. We love you.